Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, Lex Anderson, a.k.a. the Sports Historian, a.k.a. the People's Sportscaster. And as of the making of this podcast, it is Tuesday, August 22nd, 2023. And Aaron Boone is still manager of the New York Yankees, and I don't understand why. But the old phrase, saving the best for last, I will be saving the worst for last because that's where the Yankees are in last place in the AL East. So I will be saving them for last because this episode is going to be a mixed bag, starting with black excellence, starting with our women of color dominating the sports landscape. And I have two names for you. One, Shikari Richardson, and two, Coco Golf. So first, we're going to start off with Shikari Richardson. So from now on, when you say her name, make sure you add the fastest woman in the world. As yesterday, she ran the 100 meters in 10.65 seconds from the number nine lane. That is correct. Shikari Richardson, the world 100 meters, sets a new world record and I am here for it. So there is a new queen, and again, her name is Shikari Richardson. And it was funny because just a day before in an interview, she had said in her own words, quote, I'm not worried about the world anymore. I've seen the world be my friend. I've seen the world turn on me. I've always been with me. God has always been with me. It's my time now. Close quote, Shikari Richardson at the World Championships. And yes, when you block out the noise, that is when you achieve and reach the pinnacle of one success. So yeah, you're going to hear me saying hashtag black girl magic, hashtag black excellence, Shikari Richardson for USA. But I did not forget I had been waiting for Shikari to show the world who she truly is. I was aware of the way social media attacked her when she had her own personal issues in life. I saw the way the world attacked her, in particular on August 21st, 2021, when she was in last place at the pre-classic running 11.14. But here, August 21st, 2023, she now stands before us as a world champion with a championship record. And John Wick said he's thinking he's back. Shikari Richardson, she's not back. She's better. Deal with it. Deal with the excellence. Deal with the flamboyance. Deal with the nails. Deal with the hair. The vilification of the success of the black woman by media, it never ceases to amaze me. It honestly annoys me. And I am always going to be here front and center to stand up for our women of excellence. 
And of course, this was in the Budapest, in Budapest 2023 for the women's 100 meters. Once again, Shikari Richardson, first place for USA. We have Sharika Jackson from Jamaica, second place, 10.72. And Shelly Ann Frazier-Price, also from Jamaica, 10.77. So again, the rivalry, right? Or the media-created rivalry. Shikari Richardson representing USA, taking on a whole country, Jamaica. And I did not forget that Jamaica was at the forefront of the vilifying and raking Shikari Richardson's name over hot coals when she had things going on in her life. But again, like Shikari says, I'm not back. I'm better. She stuns the world with a performance that ranks top five in event history and a champ's record. It is Richardson's first career global medal. Beautiful to see. And that's what it's about. Personal best, championship record. What can you say now? The answer is nothing. You know, I'm not going to talk about the past and what she went through and how she was left behind because it's all about the story, right? That's what society loves. They want to build you up to tear you down so you can become this great redemption story in the eyes of people who are lesser than the people who they choose to drag their names through the hot coals of social media. And again, remember, when you say Shikari Richardson, you say the fastest woman in the world. You could say it either before or after her name. Either or is fine with me. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I look forward to seeing more spectacular runs from this beautiful young woman. She's doing it for herself. God is by her side. And with that, that is truly all you really need. Which will now be the segue to another young woman of color, black excellence, black girl magic. Put the hashtag before the words. Coco Golf. The queen is the champion of Cincinnati. She defeated Carolina Muchova in straight sets. 6364 to win the biggest title of her young career. Let's not forget she's 19 years old. She wins her first WTA 1000 title and she becomes the youngest player ever to win the Cincinnati Open. You got to love it. But it all started in the semifinals where Coco Golf had to take on number ranked in the world, Iga Swiatek. And it went to three sets. Coco Golf took the first set, 7-6. Iga took the second set, 6-3. Coco Golf storms back to take the third and final set, 6-4. She defeated a woman that had beaten her 
in seven consecutive matches. So again, it can't be a rivalry when it's one-sided. But she took her down after losing every set again in the previous seven matches. She was inspired by a rap quote by Cardi B. Shout out to the Bronx and Cardi B. Quote, I saw a quote, knock me down nine times, get up 10. It's a Cardi B song. So in this case, knock me down seven times, get up eight. That was her mentality in the semifinals and it produced the result we wanted to see. Please keep in mind, Iga Swiatek had never lost to a player younger than her in a professional match and Coco Golf, three years younger, ended the streak and gets her first win against her. And with that being secured, with that victory, I am here to tell you right now that the future of women's tennis, as Venus and Serena Williams, you know, make their way out of the game, we have Coco Golf that is tournament by tournament making her presence known and she's winning games. Love to see it. She also becomes the youngest player in the last 50 years to take the Western and Southern Open. She literally joins a handful of Americans that have won the Western and Southern Open. Lindsay Davenport, 2004. Serena Williams, 2014 and 2015. Madison Keys, 2019. And you can now add Coco Golf to that very exclusive list. So, of course, it would be easy, in my opinion, once you get past your arch rival. Well, Carolina Muchova never stood a chance. Again, Coco Golf downs her in straight sets. 6-3-6-4 in the Cincinnati Open Final. I have been watching Coco Golf since she first stepped on the scene at 14. I am here to see it, like to see the maturation, to see the excellence, to see the skill set blossom into being a champion. It honestly gets no bigger and is no greater than that. I'm here for it. So you go girl. Congratulations. Coco golf. So going to segue back to baseball real quick now, because something historic had happened a couple of days ago that needs to be discussed. And it was Julio Rodriguez, AKA J rod, the cousin of a rod, Alex Rodriguez. He had the most hits in a four-game stretch in Major League Baseball history. His 17 hits, the most in a four-game span since 1900. He passed Milt Stock in 1925, and he had four straight four-plus hit games, tied with the longest streak since 1900. Again, Milt Stock in 1925. Amazing. So he sets a Major League Baseball record again with 17 hits in four games. 
and becomes the second player in MLB history to have four consecutive games with four plus hits. Now, during this stretch, which also led to the Mariners sweeping the Houston Astros, <laughs> something that the Yankees can't do, Julio Rodriguez, during that four-game stretch, had 17 hits, five runs, 25 total bases, and two home runs. The Yankees lineup in their last four games, 17 hits, four runs, 25 total bases, and two home runs. So one man outdid an entire Yankee lineup. Wow. But of course, again, that was just a segue on baseball in terms of me being a sports historian, noting what Julio Rodriguez had done a couple of days ago. Because I'm just going to quickly segue also into Team USA with a cast of players that have no national experience ending the exhibition part undefeated 5-0 down by 16 points in the third quarter led by Anthony Edwards. Team USA closes out the game on a 22-5 run to get the 99-91 final score victory over Ger Germany. They will be playing this Friday, August 26th against New Zealand when the World Cup gets started. And Anthony Edwards just dominated with 34 points. Shooting lights out. He's wearing the number 10. Like I've said before, anytime you have an NBA athlete wearing number 10, representing Team USA, great things are abound to happen. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, now and forever, who are loved and missed. He represented Team USA wearing the number 10. And we now have Anthony Edwards, who will become the face of this tournament, along with Austin Reeves, lighting it up. The young man is literally a bucket every time he steps on the court. So if you have or have not been paying attention, now is your chance this Friday, again, when Team USA takes on New Zealand. And as far as I'm concerned, the profit will decree America will be getting the gold and it will be thanks to Anthony Edwards and Austin Reeves and everybody else. McCall Bridges, he's also lighting it up. Like you have young cats getting buckets. Steve Kerr, is, who's the coach, is running the Warriors offense through this team. So despite their lack of having a lot of big men, they have speed and they have scorers. I look for that to be enough for them to capture the gold. <clears throat> like I said, this is truly a mixed bag. Uh, also, we're going to just segue really quick to uh, NFL preseason. In a very exciting game, we had the Washington Commanders ending the Ravens' 24-game preseason win streak on Monday Night Football preseason, final score 29-28. Great game. The players were playing. I guess the negative cloud that was former owner Dan Snyder. The people, the fans were there. The plays were great. 
there was a touchdown that I thought was a touchdown, but it turned out to be an interception from the Redskins. And to anyone that says NFL preseason is boring or has no meaning, it actually does have meaning. And I would suggest that you show some respect to the men on the field who are competing for a job. So while it might not mean anything to you, it means something to the players who are playing for a spot on the NFL roster. People are so incredulous. (laughs) Can you do what they're doing on the field? Because the defense of both the Ravens and the Commanders, and the Commanders already have a decent defense. It's all about the offense, but Sam Howell threw for two touchdowns. There was also a a young man, a tight end. I guess I'm going to kind of look that up right now real quick. Um, Of course, as the app keeps bouncing around. Uh, But while we look for that, uh, give me one second here. It said that the Colts will be looking to move their running back, Taylor, who is... I don't want to say disgruntled, but the man wants to be paid what he's worth. You know, let's see what happens. Oh, and Baker Mayfield has been named the Bucks' starting quarterback. Good for him. I mean, he did hold it down for the Rams for a little bit. I was hoping he would have stayed, but he obviously wants bigger and better for himself. He believes that he can be a starter. And lo and behold... It's true. Okay, so there was also a young man. Let me see. Where are you? There was a tight end for Washington. Oh, and Antonio. Let's not forget about Antonio Gibson. He is definitely real deal. Numbers 47. And then there was also another touchdown catch by Dayami Brown. I'm telling you, man, everybody's coming to play. I believe, hold on, this might be the one. Jared Patterson. Nope, Jared Patterson. There was also a young man who had caught a touchdown and he held up two fingers as to signify that he had caught a two touchdowns, but I'm seeing that there was no one person with two touchdowns. But either way, Sam Howell, 19 of 25, 188 yards and two touchdown passes. Jake Fromm, 10 of 16, 91 yards and also a touchdown pass. Uh, Josh Josh Johnson for the Ravens, 10 of 12, 145 yards, two touchdowns and an INT though. So Oh, you know what? Excuse me. I got my plays mixed up. Sorry. For the Ravens, it was number 47 for the Ravens. Travis Vokolek. He had five catches, 58 yards, two touchdowns. I knew there was someone with two touchdowns. That's how high-flying and fast-paced that game was. Crazy stuff. So, speaking of crazy, saving the worst for last... The Yankees did indeed get swept by the Boston Red Sox, who have now swept the Yankees twice, once at Fenway and now in the Bronx. 
as the Yankees go down feebly, I really have nothing to say because, well, what I have to say is stat-wise, the Yankees are now nine games out of (laughs) the final wildcard spot. There's three spots. The Yankees are nine games back, which just shows how ridiculously pathetic this team is. Uh, However, I will rant a tad about the umpiring that screwed the Yankees over in the rubber game in which the Yankees lost 6-5 because there was a play at the plate. The home plate umpire, he has eyes on the ground. He signals that IKF is safe. The Red Sox challenge. The replay officials in New York City overturned the call. And instead of the Yankees leading 6-5, the game was tied at 5-5. And of course, the Yankees fell apart in the ninth inning as Clay Holmes did what he does best, being the losing pitcher. He gives up two hits and the one earned run that allowed the Red Sox to sweep the Yankees. Clay Holmes is a loser, plain and simple. This Yankee team is a loser. The Yankees have, with that loss or with that sweep, they've now lost eight in a row for the first time since 1995. Why Aaron Boone is still the manager, I have no idea. It only has me believing that the Yankees are used to losing, and this is their fate now. This is the fate of the Yankees. A bunch of losers. LeMayu, 0 for 4. Judge, 0 for 4. Bowers, 0 for 2. This team is is trash. (laughs) This team is absolute trash. Like, in all my years of being a... And again, the Yankees clearly are historically bad. And of course, I do have to talk about real quick uh, the Yankees losing in the second game, 8-1, because Gary Cole, ace pitcher, who's earning $36 million this year, but yet the Red Sox own him. Cole went four innings, giving up seven hits, six earned runs, four Ks, and one walk. So you have Cole giving up a grand slam to Luis Urias in the second inning and then he gives up a two-run shot to Wong. Mind you, those were the number nine and eight hitters respectively for the Red Sox. Uh, Wong, his full name is Connor Wong. So again, Luis Urias, the number nine hitter, it's a grand slam in the second and Wong, the number eight hitter, two-run shot in the fourth, and Cole was done. And as a result, I don't want Cole to win the Cy Young. Garrett Cole doesn't deserve a Cy Young. And despite all his pitching and games that, you know, he's lost due to the Yankees' lack of scoring, the fact that Garrett Cole is owned by the Red Sox is disturbing and disgusting. As a matter of fact, as a Yankee, Gary Cole is 5-4 with a 5.16 ERA 
in 12 starts. Red Sox hitters are also batting .250 when facing Cole. And Cole this season is 0-2 against Boston. That is pathetic. That is dismal. That is horrible. This is not the Yankee way. This isn't Yankee baseball. Uh, They need to call up the prospects. Stop telling us that you're still in playoff contention. That can't be possible. That cannot be possible. This team is a cast of clowns. They're a band of losers. And I'm not buying it. As a matter of fact, I don't have to buy it. The Yankee emails half price off tickets. No, thank you. Why? I'm No, I have no interest in seeing a last place garbage ass team. No, thank you. There's better things I could spend my money on. And sitting in a hot ass Yankee stadium during the summertime used to be my favorite thing. But as for now, I'm not interested. Let me check the streets and the standings. Yankees, 6 and 64. Losers of eight in a row, one and nine in their last 10 games. What are we doing here? We're doing nothing but losing. And then what? I flip over to the wild card. What does the wild card show me? Nine and a half games. This is the time of year where teams are winning, not losing. I might, granted, you'll get some losses, but this is not the time of the year where you go on a losing streak. And sadly, because Aaron Baboon, shout out to my sister Harpy's Fury, is still the manager, I am being led to believe that this Yankee team doesn't care about winning. There's no drive. There's no desire. Uh, I'm sick of Yankee fans asking for Jeter to be the general manager when he gave us that lemon known as Giancarlo Stanton. So so here's a funny stat about Stanton, which I'll talk about. In his six years as a Yankee, he has earned $50.5 million not playing baseball. In 2018, he missed four games, over 600,000. 2019, 144 games missed, 23 million. 2020, 37 games missed out of 60. That would be the pandemic, 5.9 million. 2021, 23 games missed, 4 million. 2022, 52 games missed, 9.3 million. And this season, 50 games missed out of 123, $7.4 million. Stanton is a lemon. He's an albatross. And just in case you forgot, full no trade clause. Oh, and here's another one. Stanton's last 24 games. Average 0.181.281.386. And again, he's guaranteed and contracted to be with the Yankees until 2027. So you cannot ask for Stanton to be traded when he has a full no trade clause and ask for Jeter to be a general manager when he's the one that gave us this lemon in the first place. The Yankees need a new clean slate. We don't need 
core four or Yankees from the past to right this sinking ship. Because that's what this team is. It's a sinking ship. And I am just waiting for the official word that the Yankees have been eliminated from postseason contention. The Yankees could talk all that garbage nonsense they want that they're still in it. Because yes, technically, mathematically, they are still in it. But I'm just waiting for them to lose because the only way I can believe is if they're in contention for a wild card spot. And when you're nine and a half games back and facing a three game set against the Washington Nationals, oh, as a matter of fact, let's see what it's looking like. Tonight, we have Rodon, Wednesday, Severino, Thursday, to be determined. This is not a winning team. This is a losing team with a losing lineup, a losing starting rotation, a losing bullpen, a losing general manager, an even bigger loser in manager, Yank Aaron Boone, and um, a losing front office. But at the end of the day, the average attendance for the Yankees is over 40,000, so they will be fine. But they will definitely not be getting my dime. Thank you very much, sports fans. Oh, wait, I guess I should have it in closing. Sorry, in closing. My in closing will be Undisputed will have a new rotating Dream Team lineup. It will be Skip with Richard Sherman, Michael Irvin, and Keyshawn Johnson. I'm all for it. Keep a rotating Dream Team because Skip Bayless is a pompous, arrogant, know-nothing idiot. And I don't think that any one person should be subjected to working across from him every day day after day, especially knowing that Skip Bayless has a very disturbing penchant of belittling and humiliating Hall of Fame, Super Bowl winning NFL players. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, Lex Anderson signing out.